Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 81, where one of us will turn into a woman by the end of this episode. What? Yep. Surprise. How? Uh, How's that going to happen? Well, the way it works is one of us will be about to die, uh, but before our body completely dies, we'll explode in a ray of light and just regenerate into... Um, our next form, and it will oh, be a woman. It. I get that, that's that. A, that's a Doctor Who I, reference. I get it. That's that's a Doctor Who joke. I've never, I've maybe seen like half of an episode of Doctor Who. I've fallen off considerably in the last few years. Just Would been you really consider yourself year. a fan? Yes, okay. I consider myself a Doctor Who fan. It's very, it's, it's very goofy and it's very out there. But when it's good, it's really good. We will get into that. Yes, because there is some news there. There is some news there that I was referencing just now. Yes. Yes. I'm sure everybody knows already. <laughs> but we have a lot, a lot of things we want to talk about. Yes. I don't want to bury the lead here. But okay. before we get into that, also, we got to say hello to Live to Rock. Yes. Snake Bit. Nintendo Impact Gaming, our best friend. <laughs> uh, Brick Road, Fred, our other best friend. <laughs> Zach Attack, Mr. Riverman. Anthony Loria. Look at that. Oh, wow. Uh, Zach Attack, Zanman, Rays, Vile Tough. Hello. Snake Bit 500, Fred Bushi. Cater, uh, K- hello. Hello, anyone and Carter. everyone. I said Cater. I'm terrible at reading. I don't know why I read these names. I'm, I I can't. I can't read. <laughs> so thank you for being here. I'm going to move this over here. Yeah. I like it. I like it there. Uh, so first things first, I want to talk about this stupid Nintendo app. Okay. So it came out yesterday, but didn't work for the first like few hours it was up. And then this morning is when it started working for me. Okay. See, uh, I didn't know it was... It was available until today. So I it, it was available it. last night, but you couldn't log in. Okay. Because I guess everybody was trying yeah. to log in. So I downloaded it today, forgot what my password was, came home, found, found where I left my password, logged in, and you really can't do anything on it. Well, we're going to do it right now. Okay. It's uh, called Nintendo Switch Online. So yes. just put that into your uh, iTunes account. iOS or, or Android. Yes. Sorry, or Windows Google phone Play. users. Uh... So last night you couldn't do anything, but right. but today, oh, and I I was certain I was gonna have to log in and forget my account information or whatnot, but it remembered it from Safari for some reason. I must have done it probably some, yeah. some, some other way. So are you in right now? I'm in. All right, you're in. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't put this on the screen because we're not. I mean, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Give us another fifty thousand subs and maybe. <laughs> error. I just clicked on Splatoon and I got <laughs> an error. I thought we would be able to like. Invitation list. You haven't sent or received any invitations to join a room via online lounge. So online lounge is is on the Switch itself when you're playing Splatoon. Really? Yes. If you receive an invitation notification or open this app from a shared invitation page, the room will be displayed here. Mm-hmm. So how do I invite friends to use voice chat via online lounge? Inviting friends. And then it has a little infographic. Yes. You have to start on the online lounge. So you have to start switch from your Switch. Yes. And then take out your phone. Yes. That's what the online lounge looks like right there. So you can't do it all from your phone. You have to start on the Switch. It's You leave it to Nintendo to take something so simple and make it so complicated. Yes. So it's ridiculously stupid and complicated. So there's an article from Kotaku. The Switch's phone-enabled voice chat is uh, as ridiculous as expected. I'm going to bring it up on screen, actually. Just give me one second here. What's up? 
All right. By Mike Faye, who also does the food stuff. Yes. So this is, of course, what the ridiculous uh, headset setup looks like. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, it's not as ridiculous as it looks. It's just a splitter. It is just a splitter. It's dumb. The fact that you need a splitter. And keep yes. in mind, that splitter is a third-party peripheral. It's made by Hori. It's not made by Nintendo. Right, 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 right. Uh, Test Switch Online app is live on Android and Apple devices. It offers the some Splatoon 2 utilities, let people play, play, blah, 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 blah. There's one part I wanted to get to. Uh, is this it? Yes, this is it. When I tested the app with Patricia Hernandez, I found the chatting itself to be fine. I would have loved to see more control. No, that's not the part. The online lounge mode only allows private games between people present in the lounge. Voice chat will also work in League Battles, Splatfest Battles, and Salmon Run Co-op. Ranked games and basic multiplayer battles are excluded. So ranked games and basic multiplayer battles... You can't use the app to right. chat. Another limitation is that once teams are selected, the voice channels switch to team communication only. As soon as we started a one-on-one -on -one match, we could no longer hear each other until the match was complete. And then there was an update. It bears mentioning that switching to another app or taking a phone call on the phone being used for Splatoon 2 chat will disconnect players from the room until they return to the Switch Online app. Even, I assume that that means... Even locking your screen will... So basically, yes. you can only use this app if it's on all the time. Yes. Like, well, you can't, you can't turn your on. phone off. You, screen has to be on. Uh, you can't take a phone call. You can't answer a text. You can't check Facebook. You can't open up a guide to the game. You can't do anything other than have that on. Which is, the whole screen off thing is a major problem when yeah. you have the iPhone 7, which doesn't have a headphone jack, so I would need to plug an adapter, and then yeah. I would lose the ability to charge my phone, so we have some major problems. Right. Unless you get a Bluetooth headset, but that's not the point. The point is this shouldn't be an issue, because this shouldn't be a thing. It should, it should work... It, you should plug a headset into the Switch. Exactly. Story. Exactly. There's no reason why all of that can't just be on the Switch. Right. It's, Their reasoning is that they want you to be able to do it when you're on the go, but you're but not going to do not that when you're on the, the go. Game when you're on the go. Yeah. It's maybe maybe they're considering. No, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. No, you won't be able to use it. And plus, like, so if I have to use my phone, why wouldn't I just call the person? Yeah. Call the person. <laughs> Skype. Google Chat, Discord. It seems that for me, so Discord has a high learning curve. Yeah. It's not very simple when you first open it. Right. But for me, Discord is where I'm going to be chatting with people right. to play this game. I'm going to be using Discord. And we have our own Discord server. It's in the description. Mm -hmm. um, because that, I mean, if people have their phone, they can use their phone through Discord. Right. Uh, I'll be using the computer because I always play next to my computer. So I'll be on the computer. You can drag people into your room, throw them out. You can, that way you'll be able to do one-on-one -on -one matches with somebody and talk to them even if they're on the other team. And yeah. if you don't want to talk to them, you could just mute them or, or put them in a different room. So this is a really bad solution. It's a very, it's a very bad solution. And I'm wondering... If this is even something that they could eventually phase out and patch into the Switch itself. Because I know, you know, most 
um, headphones that you get with your cell phone have the mic in it. Right. I'm wondering because that ha- I'm wondering if that is a software solution or does that have to be a hardware redesign? So there, there are, we, we know there are two types of headphone jacks. Right. There's the three ring and the, the two, two ring. ring. Yeah. The three ring is the one with the mic on it. Yes. The two ring is just, just stereo. Stereo. Yeah. So I have no idea how many rings this thing takes. I'm looking at the Nintendo Switch spec page now because yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Um, Headphone slash mic jack, 3.5 millimeter audio jack. Oh, wait, mic jack. It does say mic so jack. So it does say mic jack. Headphone oh, there you go. Jack. Problem solved. So there, it has a mic jack, <laughs> but you can't plug a mic into it uh. as of right now. Also, as I mentioned in one of my videos, there's a three USB 3.0 port on the dock, but the Switch doesn't support USB 3.0 right, right now. So they're going to fix that with an update. So if they can fix the USB 3.0 with an update, they can... They can sure as hell fix that. Yes. Yeah. Maybe next year when they come out with the whole online suite. Right. Sometime probably spring nice. or early next yeah. year. So maybe then they'll do a whole overhaul. But for now, we're stuck with this garbage. Yeah. Well, it's... we're not stuck with this garbage. We're stuck with using an alternative. Yeah. For me, it'll be Discord. Right. For me, I mean, I don't use the chat online anyway, so it's not a big deal. Are you but... going to get Splatoon? Um, I'm tempted to. I missed, I just missed the Splatfest. Yeah, I couldn't do I, the like, Splatfest. I just missed it by like five minutes. I haven't played this game so. since January. What I did do <laughs> was I was able to log in like hours before the Splatfest started and they let you like futz around in the tutorial. Yeah, I turned motion control off. That's yeah. that's like I a big pain in the so ass. So I played it with motion controls on a pro controller. Okay. And it was not easy. Yeah. But I hear everybody tells me that that's the way to play is with motion yeah. Controls. That's what I heard too. I played it um, with the switch in portable mode, so the joysticks like this, and I'm just like, you, you, there's a button to recenter everything. Yes, and so that, like I'm people pressing swear that by that every button. five minutes. AJ says he likes it in portable mode, which is ridiculous. I mean, I I'm feel sure like, he would like it with the pro controller. I if he feel got a pro like controller. it would be easier in portable mode than it is with the pro controller because you actually have the screen in front of you and you can like, you know, calibrate it. More right. easily, rather than trying to look at a screen and then do it like this, you could take the screen with you. Well, no, I, that because then you're looking at a moving target, right? You know what I mean? Like that did not work with Star Fox. No, because Star Fox, you you had the Wii U gamepad, yeah. and the the gamepad was the cockpit, and you used that to aim, and then you look right. at the screen, well, and it was Star Fox. You had to go back and forth between both screens. Yes, and you're Splatoon right. Splatoon is just the one. You're right. You're right about that. So. Uh, but still, I couldn't imagine because you, you're going fast. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and plus, if you're playing on the go, doing that like on the bus or something, I'm almost positive my next video is going to be uh, on all of the different ways you can play Splatoon. Mm-hmm. So I will try all of these different ways. Yeah. Tomorrow night at midnight is when the game launches. Right. I will be streaming here on our channel the the launch. So <laughs> if you want to get notified, click the bell. There's a link in our description, or you can just literally click the bell if you haven't already. You're, yeah. you're here, so presumably you already know when we go live. But I will be live here on the YouTube channel to uh, stream the opening of Splatoon 2. And then you can see, maybe you can play it this weekend. Maybe. On my account and see if you like it. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. I have a Switch. I still haven't bought anything for it yet because I'm pretty much just waiting for this Sonic Mania. This could be Mania. your first game. Probably Sonic Mania. I said this could be your first this game. This could be my first game. If you, you get it, we could play it this weekend together. We could. That would be Think interesting. Think about that. I found out because I, I was able to link it to my Wii U account, and I still have $9 in <gasps> ePoints. 
e-points. And whatever they called it. <laughs> wow. You know, N- Nintendo eShop right. gift card points. That's, That's awesome. what I meant to say. What are you going to do with your $9? I don't know. I was going to, again, put it towards Sonic Mania when that comes out. What if, I really just bought this for Sonic Mania. Mr. Shifty is, I think, $9. Yeah. So, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Gunvolt. Mighty Gunvolt is $10. A lot of the SNK games that they put on there are like $7, $8. I want to get Mighty Gunvolt. Might, I was like tempted to buy one of the Metal Slugs. Metal Slug is good. Yes. Metal Slug is a good one. Uh, Popo. Mr. Popo. Oh, you know Mr. Mr. Popo. Popo. Yeah. He says Splatoon is a children's game. <laughs> so? In that you play as children, yes. Yes. <laughs> no. You play as Squid Kids. Squid Kids. Right, I'm sorry. They're not human. Uh, and the Joker says Splatoon is a hard game. It is. I, what I, played. Yeah. I played like maybe 20 minutes. And I was told that I was playing it wrong. Something like... So you, you use the motion controls to aim and stuff. Yeah. But supposedly you only, you're only supposed to move, use the motion controls to look up and down. And then you use the joystick to go sideways. That's how the people were telling me. Oh, Jesus. When you get start to learn it, that's you only use it for one of the I've axes. been playing, like, shooters, you know, dual analog sticks since, like, 2002. And now, all of a sudden, they're throwing this new way to play it at Honestly, me. Honestly, like, it's about time we have a new, uh, like, way to play a first-person shooter. I guess. Like, but... like, the dual analog control scheme has been perfected. But we need we need one we need something that throws up. I mean, wasn't that supposed to be like the the Wii with the most? Yeah, but that was terrible. <laughs> it was all right. It depended. Like some games did it better than others. Maybe they maybe they've. Uh, I don't know. People, everybody's saying it's a lot more accurate and it's, I know, a, it's a lot I know. quicker. I mean, it might be something I have to practice with because oh, yeah, definitely. I'm used to dual analog. I mean, we'll 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 yeah. find out this weekend when I play it. I don't know about you. Uh, Super Ty says Star Fox was really bad, and it was. I can attest to that. I'm very disappointed in that game. Uh, AJ says use motion to go up and down and to course correct. Course correct. What does that mean? I guess like to get your bearings again. Okay. Like, yeah, when you're all lost and like you just use it to. Well, there's, yourself. there's the there's the center button. Yeah. What is the center button? I think it was Y or okay. X. One of those. So it's a face button. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel says reminds me of your controller series if you haven't seen it history of modern video game control schemes on the Wolfden channel I like to pump that as much as possible pump that that's not the word I want to use plug that plug there you go Uh, okay we talked about this enough yeah Splatoon excited for it I'll be playing it tomorrow night at midnight or what is that? Friday morning? Yeah, at midnight. Uh, but Nintendo and you can play with me because I'm. We're gonna need to fill rooms. Yeah. So Nintendo's got to get their voice chat. Yeah, deal we'll be in, in Discord. Order. Yeah, and ho- and I'm not gonna talk to you. I'm only gonna talk to Asia. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, uh, they fix. Hopefully, it actually comes out at midnight. Yeah. I remember. Uh, that's the other thing. Like they don't pre-download. Everybody else does pre-download. Right. Uh, so for Mario Kart, it came out at midnight. It took me like a half an hour to download it. And I was streaming, so I yeah. had to like play Bomberman or something. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything? Uh, I got a couple of things. Some of them are. Let me uh, hit you with this one well, real quick. How about that? Uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, that was one of the things. Oh, we're talking about this then. Yeah, the Sonic it's, the Hedgehog, uh, it's breaking account. news. This this broke while we were eating dinner. So, yeah, two hours ago. So, um, 
Sonic the Hedgehog, the, the official Sonic the Hedgehog Facebook page, posted an important update from Sega regarding the Sonic comics. After 24 years of memorable storytelling, Sega of America will conclude their Sonic the Hedgehog publishing partnership with Archie Comics. This does not mark the end of Sonic in comics, but signifies Sega of America's decision to take a different direction for the series that will be announced at a later date. Sega would like to thank Sonic's amazing fans for their loyalty and passion over all the years. Sega looks forward to providing more information soon. More information soon. For some reason, this makes me sad. And I don't know why. Because I, I haven't read any of the comics. The Son- I maybe read like two. Okay, here's, a, here's the thing you need to know about Archie's Sonic the Hedgehog comic book series. It's been running for 25 years. And it, it had up to 290 issues. Damn. It, it was, you know, back when the New 52 happened, that officially made... Sonic, Archie Sonic the Hedgehog, the longest running unbroken comic book series in North America. Really? Yes. At the time or all? All time? All time. Wow. Because the New 52 pretty much broke action comics and detective off in like the high 900s. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they restarted again. So this made Sonic the Hedgehog, the, like at the time, the longest running unbroken American comic book series. Damn. Now I think it's like Spawn. Really? Yes. After this. After when, this. Once they cancel this. Once they cancel this. But Damn. The, the, so, another really weird, messed up thing about this cancellation is that the book went on hiatus in December of last year. Right. In the middle of a storyline. <laughs> Wait, was that was that this uh, Mega Drive Overdrive? Uh, this, I, this one? No. no. Wait, was it that? Oh, no, I think it was. It says to be concluded spring 2017, and they're just, and then what are they just not? Oh, that might have been. Um, Th- this was tweeted at them by Nick Robinson of Polygon. It might have been. I'm look because I think it's also Genesis of a Hero. Because he says, okay, but what's the fate of Sonic Mega Drive Overdrive? Well, they had a whole bunch of different Sonic series. Right. And I think the ongoing one, the one that had 290 issues, was in the middle of a four-part series, uh, Genesis of a Hero, and they stopped at issue three. So the last issue still hasn't come out yet. Damn. Yeah. Now, I don't know about the storylines. I don't know how great they are. Right. But the art is incredible for a lot of them. The art is very good. Because Sonic is a very pretty character. Yes. So the Sonic... Just to give some background on the Archie Sonic the Hedgehog series. It's been running since uh, 1993. Um, It started as a tie-in to the Sonic Saturday morning cartoon... We were big fans of that. Yes. I have it on DVD. <laughs> the whole series. Um, <laughs> the, the whole series? Yeah, the whole series. <laughs> uh, it was only like two discs, so it's not a big deal. Um, no big deal. But the thing is, like, it kept going past the, you know, obviously when Saturday morning ended. And it started to incorporate everything from the games. So it's this weird mishmash of the Saturday morning cartoon and the Sega game. I was going to say, they, they like, made their own little, like, Sonic yeah, universe. They really did. And, like, it evolved over time because they redesigned all the characters to the Sonic Adventure style, including the Saturday morning characters. Yeah. And, you know, it just kept going and going from there. Um, a few years ago, this writer, Ian Flynn, took over the book, and it just um, completely changed the entire game. It w- because before they had another writer, which made things really bad and confusing and convoluted. Uh, but Ian Flynn came on and like rewrote the, the book on how to do Sonic, literally. And it, it gained a whole nother 
wave of popularity. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've only read like a handful of issues, really, because it's kind of hard to follow at times. It's very bizarre. Yeah. Um, but it is sad because it was, you know, a big deal. Like you'd always see a Sonic the he- Archie Sonic the Hedgehog in the comic book store. Yeah, that was just a staple. I would. Whenever I'd go to a comic book store, I'd pick up the Sonic comic. I would never yeah. buy it, but, but I would pick it up and I would flip through it and see all of the whacked out characters from the Saturday morning cartoon yeah. and what they did to these people. Yeah. Uh, the last one that I read, oh, what was it? Oh, it, Ro- Robotnik. I think it might have been bo- leading up to Worlds Collide, where yeah. Sonic and it's the Sonic and Mega Man mashup. Yeah, I think it was Robotnik and Sigma turning everybody into robots. Sounds about right. And they turned uh, his girlfriend from the cartoon, the one with the robot arm, yeah, into a robot or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was turning all of those cartoon characters into yeah. that was crazy. Yeah, it was it was a nuts comic. It got very dark at times. It got very wacky at times. Um, they were doing a lot of things where they would actually go back and forth between um, the classic era and the modern era. Like the series they canceled it on, uh, the cover of it is you know basically looks like from Sega CD. Right, right, right. Yeah. So if you can see that, I could probably find it and just yeah, put it on the it's, screen. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two ninety. Okay. So they were doing all these things. They went um, a few years ago. They did a series called Genesis, which basically was like a um, and that had some cool covers. That had some great covers. That was basically um, I forgot what year the 2009 Star Trek movie, but in Sonic the Hedgehog form, where they go back in time and relive some events of like the past. You know, I was never well. We were both never big into Sonic CD. Yeah, because we. I mean, that we, was a very niche game. Yeah. Uh, I love this art style yeah. that everybody's going for now because it's the Sonic CD like look of of Sonic. It's somewhere in between the chubby uh, classic Sonic and the skinny modern Sonic. Yeah, and it's just like a like a smaller, slimmer Sonic. Yeah, with with, with like one big pointy quill and then all the other ones. Yeah, and it, it looks freaking awesome. I love that everybody's using that mm-hmm. now. But yeah, and it's it's so. Another thing, too, about this cancellation, it's so, I mean, it's not really abrupt, but the fact that, you know, they just stopped, and we didn't really know anything for months about what was going on, what was happening, when's the next issue coming out, you know, it, it's, it's just weird. Like, what happened? Like, what happened between I'm, Archie and Sega that all of a sudden, after 25 years, no. I'm very curious, because they, they, that this means that they have something planned. Right. Something is... They're going to do something. Right. I mean, San Diego Comic-Con starts tomorrow. Right. And I doubt that they're going to have an announcement no, then. Definitely not. But, I mean, they, they probably... If it's... This this is to get everybody to to stop wondering what's going to happen. Yeah, because if the book has been on pause since December... people are going to look for, for an announcement. Yeah, if the yeah. book has been on pause since December, that means that they've probably been planning something behind the scenes. You know whether or not they'll announce it That's this week true. or whatever. So they are probably already talking to another publisher. Yeah, because they they're not going to self publish unless they are. Uh, I, mean, I doubt that. I mean, they'll probably go to like IDW or Boom. Let's not forget that there is uh, that comic book company uh, Double Take. Yeah, owned by Two uh, K Games. Yes. So maybe they're doing a video game thing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, or. 
I think Marvel would be a good fit. Maybe, yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, Marvel? I don't know. Marvel doesn't really do licensed comics anymore, aside from Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Because this would be a great license for them. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I have no uh, idea. Yeah. Cause the other, cause but was, they're doing something. It wasn't just the mainline Sonic the Hedgehog comic. It was also Sonic Universe, Sonic Super Digest, and Sonic Super Special Magazine. Mm. I don't know. They're but all canceled. Sonic's going to be big when Sonic Media comes yes. out. Yes. And hopefully Sonic Forces as well. Hopefully something comes out yeah. alongside of Sonic Mania. So this Sonic Forces I'm a little afraid of. I feel like... Because I heard on the Switch it's going to be 30 frames a second. But okay. on PS4 and Xbox One and PC it'll be 60. Yeah. Who who cares? I, <laughs> I feel like people are like concerned about the Switch version because it's running in a lower frame rate. Who cares? I don't, I don't know. That's not why you got a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to get that on Xbox One anyway, but... I was probably going to get it on Switch because who cares? Yeah. I don't care. Um, but speaking of behind the weird behind-the-scenes things... Yes. Have you been following what's going on with Kermit the Frog? No, but can we go to the chat and see if people care, if you see if people care about Sonic first okay. before we get into Kermit the Frog? Yeah. Because I, I kind of want to talk about Kermit Zayman the Frog. Man says he likes Mega Drive the most. I guess he means the comic. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> the DJ gamer says, I really, really like suck. <laughs> uh, Vile Tough says, Sonic Boom was an unsung masterpiece, incredibly ahead of its time. Fred can attest to me. <laughs> he is lying. Yeah. But I do like that YouTube video that mishmashes uh, how self-aware Sonic Boom is. Yeah. You've seen that. Yeah. Uh, Super Ty says, Dark Horse would be good, too. Um, yeah, Dark Horse has done a lot well, of... Like you said, Boom. Yeah, Dark Horse has done a lot of like video game comics, so they put out the Tomb Raider stuff. Dark Horse would be so, good. Yeah. Uh, Gilbert says Sonic gets shot like just like Archie rolled the credits. That did happen. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I'm satisfied. Okay. Um, so f- we don't really talk about the Muppets a lot on this show. I love the Muppets, but we love the Muppets. We're big fans of the Muppets. Unfortunately, well, depending on who you ask. So Steve Whitmire. Uh, has been the voice of Kermit the Frog since Jim Henson passed away, like in the early 90s. So chances are, if you grew up watching the Muppets, you probably heard his voice. Um, he was recently fired from the role. I did hear about this. Um, depending on who you ask, if you ask Steve Whitmire, he was let go because well, apparently there, there, there's been some conflict between him and Disney, who now own the Muppets. If you ask Steve Whitmire, it's because Disney was taking the characters in a direction that he never agreed with, that he feels like is disrespectful to the legacy of Jim. Um, if you ask everybody else, though, apparently this guy's a lunatic. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> apparently. That, that side I didn't know. Uh, um, he was the reason why, like, he was having all these problems with Disney is because he was very confrontational and very like diva-ish with all of his like demands and requests mm. and stuff. Um, they range from like various things to um, talking about how he was handpicked by Jim Henson, which he wasn't. <laughs> he was picked by Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son. Mm. Um, things like he made they made him pay his wife, who is also his manager, the same salary as a Muppet a, mu- a Muppeteer would get, which she's not a Muppeteer. Why would you she, pay her she's that? She's just handling. Yeah, uh, and I just I want to get her name right because she's apparently. A big deal. Jim Henson's daughter um, apparently hates this guy. Hates Jim Henson's daughter. Hates oh, Steve hates. Whitmire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what, I want to get her name right. Uh, Something Henson. Lisa Henson. Yeah. Uh, 
apparently like they would audition new uh, voice actors for the Muppets and he would like just blackball them out of the room and say like no these people aren't good enough I'm Kermit the Frog don't <laughs> you know and uh, it's it's just it's, you, you, you don't expect this kind of thing from the Muppets no at all okay granted the Muppets like since Disney bought the property they've really only done one good movie one okay movie and then a TV show that was like up and down. Every Did you watch week. that? Yes, and that was bizarre. It I was. didn't watch it, but I, I okay. saw the trailer. I wanted it. I was like really into the idea. I saw the first episode. My fiance was pissed. <laughs> She's like, "This is not the Muppets. Right. What have they done to the Muppets?" So, yeah, like it got better, but it still wasn't like what you thought the show should be, especially right. with the Muppets. Um, I was expecting lots of innuendo. Right. I mean, it was there, but like it was like it was wrong, right? Coming okay. from them. Um, so yeah, you just you don't want to hear about something like this from the Muppets of all things, you know? No, you it's ex- gotta be happy. Yeah, you Yay. expect like one big happy family, you know? Yeah, I'm But no, it's, it's just heartbreaking. <laughs> that is apparently like the breaking point was there was an episode of the recent Muppets TV show where Kermit was lying to his nephew Robin. And Steve Whitmire, like, was, like, that was it. He's like, Kermit the Frog doesn't lie to people. Like, what have you done to Kermit the Frog? Excuse me. Yeah. So, that's all. I just, I wanted to, uh, Cheryl Henson is another one of uh, Jim Henson's daughters. And she posted on Facebook, it's since been deleted. Steve's version of history is ridiculous self-serving. My father never asked him to perform Kermit. My brother Brian did. Steve's performance of Kermit has strayed away from my father's good-hearted, compassionate leader of the Muppets. Steve performed Kermit as a bitter, angry, depressed victim. <laughs> Worst of all, in the past few years, he has not he has not been wait, sorry. Worst of all, in the past few years, he had not been not funny or fun. Recasting Kermit is long overdue. When I first heard this, it was before before all of that yeah and it and it, it the the narrative was that he got forced out by disney yes and everybody was upset with disney and was yeah. like no kermit no yeah. now it looks like the the script has flipped yeah and he's a psychopath yeah which sucks um it's weird because disney only owns the muppets jim henson's studio is its own thing run by brian henson and then sesame street is its own thing as well. The Sesame right. Workshop. Right, right. Which a, lot, I, a lot of overlap. Yeah, which I didn't really know until this whole thing went down. Um, yeah. So hopefully, uh, I don't know who's taking over the role of Kermit. Hopefully he does a good job. I mean, Kermit the Frog has one voice, so as long as he sounds like that, it's fine. Everybody is surprised that we went from uh, Sonic to Kermit. <laughs> Hey, man, don't be surprised. Simone Stick says the episode with the Foo Fighters was good. Yes. That was is really... That, is that recent? That was from the recent series, oh, yeah. okay. That was the one where at the end, Animal and Dave Grohl have to throw them off. Oh. It's, it's the one you've all been waiting for. Oh. Juan asks, will you guys do an office room tour? No, because this is it. This is it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would like to see the setup, and I think it would get a lot of views. No, there's literally yeah. nothing to see. There's this... There's a bed over there, which I literally eat, sleep, and breathe the, yeah. the wolf den over here. Uh, and over there is my desk, which you can see if you go catch the yeah. live stream after this, the after show, which is right there in the bottom of the screen, the purple Ob- stuff. Obtuse Optics uh, says Kermit kills the Marvel Universe. 
<laughs> That'd be a good way to go out. Awesome. Uh, what else did I have here? Oh, let's do Doctor Who. Yes, let's talk about Doctor Who. While we're on this tangent. Yes, about things we don't normally talk about. No, you know about, what? Let's but... do video games. Okay. <laughs> I have one thing that I'll, that I'll just breeze through real quick. Um, oh, this one would be interesting to you. What's I got to bring it up on the screen, though. Okay. So it's going to me take me a second. It's about CM Punk. Oh. CM Punk consoles Street Fighters Punk, one punk to another, about losing. Oh, I didn't hear about this. So I watched this go down. I, I call it the end of Evo. Because mm-hmm. Evo happened this weekend. That is the fighting game tournament. I don't know what Evo stands for. Evolution? That would make it, sense. It's I'm shortened sure Evolution, yeah. I think. Uh, so Evo's fighting game tournament. You had Smash Bros. You had Street Fighter. You had Tekken. Uh, this was the Street Fighter tournament. It ended with this guy who just goes by Punk. And uh, who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Where is he? Um, Tokido. So it was Punk versus Tokido. Right. Uh, Punk loses, and he was very upset. He was also sponsored by Geico Gaming. Oh, look at that. And he lost. And he took it very hard. He he yeah. lost. Uh, oh, I don't know why I clicked on the giant picture of him crying. <laughs> um, he lost. He gave the other guy a hug and everything was fine. But then you can see tears. And then like he's right, on right. stage getting his silver medal. And he kind of breaks down. Um, apparently, his name is Punk because of CM Punk. Wow. Uh, so CM Punk heard about this. And he released a Twitter video, which you can kind of see there. He says, everybody's proud of you. Nobody feels let down by you. You made it all the way to the finals, and everybody has no doubt that you'll do it again. Fall down once, get up twice. Fall down seven times, get up eight. See you in the finals next time. Which is very good coming from him because yeah. he just got the crap beat out of him Well, <laughs> even UFC. Right. Well, even during that <laughs> match afterwards, like when he's shaking Mickey Gall's hand, like he said something similar to that effect. He's like, right. nobody can ever take this away from you. You did amazing and all that. So he's very, he's become very humble, I feel, in his post-WWE career. Right, right, right. Um, I thought that was nice that he, he acknowledged uh, that. He acknowledged yeah. another competitor even yeah. though it, it's just it's just a video game yeah um, he was actually uh sent that video by kenny omega kenny omega uh, yeah. who's of new japan pro wrestling who's a huge uh gamer and often will reference gaming stuff in his um ring persona yes apparently he gave a shout out to the winner tokido or whatever yeah on his podcast or mm-hmm. something so i just wanted to mention that yeah that's cool. See, it, it, it was a very good match. It, it lasted a long time. They, yes. they, they went back and forth for a while. My computer's freaking out. Oh, boy. But I think we're still streaming. We're still good. Good. All right. Now we can go now back. Now we can talk Doctor about Who. Doctor Who. So Doctor Who, the long-running British science fiction show that we were talking about earlier today. Um, so if you don't know the basic premise... well basic premise it's about a alien from another planet travels through time and space um has all these companions takes them on wacky adventures one of the things um that they did in order to keep the character but change out the actress when the actors quit or got sick or whatever was the character can regenerate like he can change his appearance when he's close to death um and for the past 50 some odd years it's been a man 
for the first time ever a uh, white male a white a cis oh, white male a cis white male <laughs> Um, but for the first time ever, Doctor is checking his privilege, and he will be a cis white woman. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jodie Whittaker is her name. She's been on British television. She was on Broadchurch. Uh, she was also in that movie, Attack the Block, which I really need to see because that had John Boyega in it before uh, Star Wars. And apparently it's one of the best science fiction movies of the last ten years. Edgar Wright was involved in it, so you know it's good. There is a, like a brief like teaser. Yeah. And it looks good. She looks the part. Yeah, she looks... I mean, I don't know if that's going to be her costume. I don't know if they're going to go old school and give her, like, a wacky outfit or keep it new school and give her, like, some subdued Probably new thing. school. I, th- I think... I think she's fine. It I, should... I think it'll be fun. I mean, it should be a little bit... Not outlandish, but different from what somebody would normally wear. Like, David... Oh, Ten- the outfit. Yeah, David Tennant had, like, the long coat. Matt Smith eventually got, like, this, like... Like eighteen hundreds thing with like a pocket watch. Oh, there and needs stuff. to be something that like something iconic because like right. Christopher Eccleston, Doctor Who number nine, had basically a leather jacket and black jeans. Right, and he did not look like a Doctor Who. Right, right. Well, so. her thing is that she's a woman. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, I think I think yeah. she'll be fine. Now, uh, yes, it is shocking. Um, they kind of sort of tested the waters because this last season, um, there's another character from doctor who's same race called the master same deal when he dies he can change appearance and stuff they turned him into a woman okay named missy they changed they even changed her name to missy but like it was the same character so like like they tested the waters and they were basically like saying like hey if the master can be a woman that's pretty interesting. why can't the doctor yeah so cool. now we have it my question is has he ever had any love interests the doctor yes so is he still going to be into girls I I don't know. <laughs> like, cause he should. Yeah, it should. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's, it's, well, it's not, a she now, so it's a she, she should. Now. She should be into. She into should girls. be into girls. Well, I mean, because this doesn't change. Well, you know? do, in the doctor, it does. It does. It does. Somewhat. So what yeah. the hell? Yeah. So like personality, do, like does get affected. Oh, well, never mind. Throw out everything that I said. Well, I mean, we don't. We don't know. Well, like she's literally done nothing except hold a key in her hand. <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. Would that still be cis if she, if she was a lesbian? Yeah, cis yes. is what you okay. identify as. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I learned the other day? What did you learn? Allosexual. What is that? Is you you you're super. You get really aroused by aloe vera. No. No. Allosexual is just another word for heterosexual. So why? I don't know. I I I, I don't. <laughs> why? Know. I don't know. All right. I was reading something about. And it, of course, it listed off everything I am, white, cis, you know, male, and it said aloe. I'm like, aloe, what's that? Oh, it's just heterosexual. Oh, well, I identify as a blue hedgehog. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joke's on you. So now that Doctor Who is a woman. Yes. Much like the Ghostbusters. Much like the Ghostbusters. Female critic uh, Nita Zarkeesian is still not happy. Of course not. <laughs> She says uh, that she's pissed. So this article, The Daily Caller, I don't know what website this is. Female critic trashes new Doctor Who for not being black and transgender. (laughs) Now, I just want to get to the quote because I don't care what this article even says. Right. Uh, Because obviously this article is just trying to bash her. Yeah. Uh, The quote is, It needs to be said that Doctor Who is still an overwhelmingly, all caps, white show and that issues of representation do not exist in isolation from each other 
It's not as if you fix the woman problem, then fix the race problem, then the queer trans problem, etc. It all has to happen in tandem. So she says. She's clearly never watched this show. Because... Or maybe she has. She's just trying to... Because while, yes, the doctor has been portrayed as a white male, presumably straight for however many years, he's had, you know, black co-stars, he's had gay co-stars, I'm pretty sure he's had a trans co-star at some point in however long the years have been. Make her gay, that's all I'm saying. So, I mean, you know, I used to watch her videos a lot, Mm -hmm. just as a different viewpoint. Yeah. Anita Sarkeesian. I never, I didn't agree with everything, but some of the things were interesting. It's some okay to were... watch somebody you don't agree with, you know? I'm beginning to think that she's just one of those types of people who are never happy. It, it's, <laughs> it's, you know? It sucks because she, she's, her, she's gonna get more attention when right. the more outlandish I mean, I, I feel bad because she does get a lot of undeserved hate and ridicule right. and like death threats right. and all that stuff, and I don't agree with any of that. But something like this, it just seems like going a step too far like what more do you want that's the thing like she says it has to happen in tandem or or like or no it, it's it, all it, gotta happen at once no it doesn't i feel like that's that's doing it just to do it you yeah. know like like, like that's probably that's probably worse it should probably happen in steps yeah you know like you, you can't just do it all at once for a variety of reasons you right. know it's just you know, people will think you're just doing it just to do it. You know, you shock value instead of like actually developing a character. You know, if you do, if you if you do it all at once and you do it wrong, that's worse. We had we never had hear the end we had a black male president. Imagine if what if if instead of that we just jumped to a to a black female transgender president. Yeah. <laughs> boom. Here yeah. here he is. What here's he or she is yeah. X is. What do you guys think about that? People would be like. What people's heads would explode? Yeah. Like you gotta take like these are small victories. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, like it's. I think it's an awesome thing that it's a woman. That yeah, Doctor Who's a woman. I think it's an awesome thing that we're getting so many great female heroes. Yeah, and we're getting black heroes too. Yeah, we're getting some great black heroes. The the best black superhero movie is still Blank Man. But that's just because Black Panther hasn't come out yet. Yes. <laughs> so. Things are happening and they're great yes. right now. Yes. They I I admit I can agree with Anidia that things could be Anidia. Anita <laughs> that things could be better. Yes. There's still work to be done. Yes. But we're making good progress, yes. I think. I mean the civil rights movement wasn't one overnight. Yes. That was a very long, very and hard. It didn't fix all of the problems. It didn't fix at everything once. either. Yes. No. <laughs> so and you can't you're thinking that's making the lead character of a science fiction TV show, you know, all these different minority groups that would, people is going to solve the people world. People would just be like, you're doing that just to, yeah. just for shock even, value. Even people who agree with you would say, like, you can't do that. She would make an article saying that yeah. they did this just and to that, do that's it. that's what I mean by, like, she's just never going to be happy. Right. Like, at this point, I just feel like, She's just doing this now just to call attention to herself. Right. And, and yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I can't blame her because when you're getting all of that att- – when you're getting all this attention, you're getting all those views. Yeah. Like, you're going to be like, what can I say next that will be just as outlandish? People, are, people keep bringing up Blade. I, you forgot I, about Blade. I, like I said, the best black superhero movie is Blank Man. Followed by Blade. 
Sure. <laughs> Fine. Uh, you guys haven't seen Blank Man. Dude. Blank Man is awesome. Blank Man is awesome. Uh, but no, uh, Black Panther, when I saw that trailer, yeah. I was like, man, this looks awesome. Yeah, I that can't look, wait That for is going to be an awesome Black Pan- movie. I'm probably more excited for Black Panther than I was... Like any- Did I say Black Panther? Yes. I feel like I said Black Man. I mixed, <laughs> I mixed Black Pan- Panther and you Black You said Black Man. Panther. Okay. I'm more I'm excited for Black Panther than I was for uh, Civil War and Guardians and Spider-Man. And I'm more excited. I'm more for- excited than I was for Guardians, but I wouldn't say Civil War. Civil War, I was amped for. I'm more excited than I was for- than I am for Thor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, Thor looks awesome. Yeah. They all look awesome. Yes, they all look awesome. But Black Panther looks most awesome. Black Panther, I was like, wow, yeah. they, they're do they're gonna do a great job. So, and it's it like, ugh. I hated Wonder Woman, <laughs> which, be, there my uh, one of my biggest problems with it was uh, during all the fight scenes they had to slow down to show her hair and like get some glamour shots of her, and like, that is not how you do a. If you're gonna do a, f- a female-led superhero movie, you're 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 taking advantage of it. Okay, I don't, I disagree because right. that's the same thing they did in 300. What with dudes? With like yeah, with just dudes. with dudes. Yeah, but that wasn't that. So <laughs> that wasn't like, you know, one. That was that was a good movie, but it wasn't like two. Crazy. You know, the glamour shots. Yes, the there was same, a lot of them though, at, and it was it was mostly her flipping her hair. At the same time, well, she's got a lot of it, you know. At the same time, you know, Wonder Woman is a character that has sexuality built into her DNA going back to her original creation. Now, granted, I don't agree with a lot of people who say like, oh, well, you know, she should just always be in bondage because that's what the original comics were. I don't necessarily agree with that, but there are certain things about her sexuality that you just can't avoid. And like showing her in these glamour shots, as you call them, I don't necessarily think took away from the awesomeness of her knocking a dude out the window or breaking a gun over her it, back. It, or... it would have been cool once or twice. Not like six times that I right. saw in the movie. Throughout the movie, you know? Right. Um, I think that was just taking advantage of the fact that you had a woman and, yeah, and you you can glorify it. You All know? Right, well, I get, we'll just have to see how many times they do it in Justice League. So That'd be like having Black Panther and just... And just playing like rap montages the whole time i mean there was hip-hop in the trailer there was but when i watched it i didn't think about that you know i think they did a good job of making it like like a marvel movie i guess that's what i mean like captain marvel yeah is going to be an amazing female-led uh right uh superhero movie and you know what like i said mad max was an amazing female yeah (laughs) you know like and Furious is having her own movie. Right. I don't know how it's a prequel, so I don't yeah, know, we'll I think we talked about that already on, Might on have, here. Yeah. But I'm excited for that. Yeah. So I don't care. Like like we're making good progress here. Yes. It doesn't it doesn't matter what the gender or nationality or race the the, the main character is. It just has yeah. to be good and don't use that as a crutch and don't use it as uh, a way to draw attention to the the intellectual property. Right. Just make a good movie. Right. Or whatever. Now, I should note that um, the guy who's been the showrunner for Doctor Who since, like, for the past few years, Stephen Moffat, the one who, like, people have, like, people have been blaming Stephen Moffat for the decline over the years of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. he's leaving, too. 
Okay. So we're getting a brand new showrunner. That's good. So this is a completely new slate. Completely I, clean slate. I think the Doctor is a good example of, of a character who anybody should feel like they can right. relate to. Yes. Because anybody... Because he could... Right. The Doctor could be anything. Yes. So... I mean, I... Having was, it be a female is a I'll good be idea. honest. I thought we would get a... Like a different skin color Doctor first before... You know, right. a different gender doctor. We might but. get a black James Bond, which I think would be if it's Idris Elba, that would be awesome. There are, there's a couple of other. Um, I forgot the name of the one guy. They actually got for one of the recent Bond books, for the book on tape, they got a black guy to play James Bond. Mm -hmm. I forgot his name, but he was really good at it. So I mean, there are. I mean, certain characters can like James. That a would make female sense. James Bond would not make sense. That would not make sense. No, no, that would be weird. That would be very weird. That'd be very bizarre. Mom, what do you think about uh, what's going on with Doctor Who as she walks by? Um, also, I'll just bring this up real quick. On the other end of the spectrum, you you have people getting mad that Doctor Who is a woman because she's a woman and can't have women folk being Ghostbusters and whatnot. Yeah, that's insane. The the Sun magazine is this tabloid in England is so mad about it. They post posted pictures of a nude scene Jodie Whittaker did <gasps> back in 2006. Gasp! Wait like, to be to be like to be can't. like she can't be the doctor. You, these are her boobies. <laughs> like a, who cares? B, they're very nice. And C, like one has nothing to do with the other. If if it was Jason Statham, it wouldn't be a big deal. Are they trying to get at like? christians or something or, or I don't, people who like who like hate like i think people who are like super pc i don't i have no Do they idea. think there's like an overlap between people who are pc and people who are like uh gender phobic i guess that? Uh, I don't, misogynistic i think they're just trying to like anything that can stick to the anti-female doctor who they'll yeah. just do what I'm saying, what we're saying here is that there's two extremes. Yes. There's the people who are completely outraged that it's a woman. Yes. And there's people who are completely outraged that it took this long to be a woman. Right. Or to, that it's not a, a black transgender. Yeah. And what we're saying, the Wolf Den consensus on this is shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. <Basically. laughs> like, everything's fine. Yes. Whatever. I will, and then I'll drop it. We're uh, in the middle of the road here. I, I, I found out about what the sun did through one of the Gawker websites. Okay. And they, they said, like, you know, oh, this is, this is disgusting. Like, this, who cares? You know, posting um, old pictures of an actress doing a sex scene years ago is, is wrong and distasteful. This is the same website who went bankrupt because they're like, hey, here's Hulk Hogan's sex tape. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't like Gawker. Yeah. Kotaku's all right. Kotaku's all right. They I have, they, all right. but they do have some things that I'm Life, like, why are you doing Lifehacker's that? good. Gizmodo Lifehacker's is good when they talk about Gizmodo's gadgets. Gizmodo's not good. I hate Gizmodo. When they talk about gadgets. I used to read Gizmodo every Me single too. day. Now all they do is talk about how Trump is ruining technology. Yeah, they don't have any tech yeah. articles anymore. All right, now I'm in the chat. All right. Why did Don Draper said? say Brie Larson is lame. Is, is that Captain Marvel? That's Captain Marvel. Oh, no, she's not. No, she's not. She's very good. Um, Tevia asks, any opinion on War for the Planet of the Apes? No. Yes! Yes! Nope. I saw it! I will give my review. Go see it. Can I, can I just talk about the recent Planet of the Apes movies? Sure. Like okay, so the recent Planet of the Apes movies have been, the be has been one of the best movie trilogies in cinema that nobody talks about except when the movies come out. 
Rise of the Planet of the Apes is incredible. I feel like people don't give that the respect it deserves. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was just as good. It's Some people say that's a little better. I kind of give the edge to Rise for, like, for a little bit here and there. War for the Planet of the Apes was incredible. It's a great end to the series. It's just, It's not what you expect at all. It's full of this emotion and passion and it's it's dark and bleak as hell but they have a comic relief character that doesn't seem out of place um in the grand scheme of things it makes you think it makes you sad like just by the end of the movie it's it's you're just like wow all three planet of the all three of the recent planet of the ace movies just have this one moment where i'm just sitting there and i'm just like whoa like it's just one thing that's just so powerful that you don't expect from a movie called planet of the apes and all three of them have it so i cannot stress this enough this is rise dawn and war for the planet of the apes are three of the best science fiction movies of the last 10 years you owe it to yourself to go see them i would highly recommend seeing rise and dawn before you go see war but then once you do immediately go see war and once you do be thankful that the director of War and Dawn from the Planet of the Apes, Matt Reeves, is directing Batman now. Oh, he is? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. I've heard nothing but good things about Planet of the Apes. Yes. The new stuff. Yes. Absolutely incredible. And I will say, the original 60s Planet of the Apes movie holds up remarkably well. Really? It's a very good movie. Like I tell people, like it's, it's a classic for a reason. Go see it. What do you think about the... Uh... What was it, Tim Burton? Hot garbage. <laughs> we saw that. We saw that in the Comac, the Comac movie, movie theater. theater. That was the worst movie theater I've ever been in. Yes, that was awful. The, yeah. the, the movie didn't have audio for the first two minutes. Right. I mean, I just really needed it. But, I mean, oh, yeah, that, that was bad. But, War for the Planet of the Apes, so good. Go see it. But before you do, make sure you see Rise of the Planet of the Apes and then Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Anyway. Uh, Stig says, DC has to stop with slow motion. They use it way too often. I agree. Uh, well, I feel like that's a Zack Snyder problem, and now, now that he's, like, sort of taking a backseat, we'll, we'll slowly but surely see that phased out. Brandon says, with all these female... Fe- with all these feminists complaining about not enough women superheroes, Batman's gonna become a female. <laughs> Has that ever happened? What? Batman, a female, in any continuity? Well, I mean, aside from Batgirl and Batwoman... Oh, that's true. There's I mean, there have been alternate realities where there's like... Have they ever taken the cowl? Like the mantle of Batman. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it wouldn't be Batman. <laughs> it would be Batwoman. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there's there's Batwoman, there's Batgirl. There have been alternate realities where the primary Bat person is a woman. That's what Bat I mean. Woman. Yeah, there have been alternate okay. realities okay. like that. Um, I mean, but then you have run into a situation where you have a character like Riri Williams who is headlining Iron Man, the comic book, who Marvel says, this is your new Iron Man, accept it. But her name is Ironheart. Right. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you trying to pull here? Yeah, it's like, a completely different character yeah. at that point. But that's a, that's a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh... Uh, AJ, a different AJ, AJ Thacker, says, this would never happen, but if Donald Glover played James Bond, that would be great. I love Donald Glover. Yes, that he's would great. be interesting. That would be interesting. I feel like a... James Bond, I don't know, he's, he's like a funny guy. I feel like... He was awesome in Spider-Man. Yes. 
I feel like um, and this uh, <laughs> take your time. Somebody with a Brit, like a a native person from the UK or Australia or Ireland, because we stupid Americans can't tell the difference, should play James Bond. I feel yeah. like if an American plays James Bond, oh, people would be very upset. People would be very mad. That's a good point. Uh. An actor, an American actor, has almost played James Bond once. There's a little history for you. Roger Moore retired. They cast James Brolin, Josh Brolin's father, to play James Bond. They found out Sean Connery was doing a competing James Bond movie, so they fired James Brolin and got Roger Moore back. Wow. So we were this close to having an American James Bond. <laughs> and allegedly, Adam West, God rest his soul, was like in talks to play James Bond, but he said, no, he should be British. I mean that's true. He I, yeah. he's a he's a British staple. Yes. I mean, granted, we've had British people play Batman and Superman now. So. Uh. Blah, blah. All right. Well, now. Oh wait! It's time for our new segment. Will. The tweet. Tweet of, of the, the week. Remember that. That's that's the theme. Okay. So, there's two. Oh. There's one by Sender, Sender Music underscore. An artist in motion tends to stay in motion. An artist at rest tends to play video games with a lingering existential guilt. <laughs> and the other one, well, is this is a runner-up. It's by me. And your little conversation with IHOP. Yes, this is my, my Twitter conversation with IHOP. It said they they tweeted anybody up. I said come over. They said on my way. And that's it. Yeah, I like I hop a lot. Next time they come over, tell them to bring either some of them chocolate chip pancakes or a nice big ass waffle. A nice big. I hop. Bring your big ass waffle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Um, I just love I hop so much. Okay, so. Leave a question or comments in the chat, or you can use the hashtag WolfDenLiveJustLike. Fred did. What limited run slash miniseries would you suggest doing a podcast review on, past or more current? That's Marvel Sentinel comic. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember that. I love that. Comic. That was a re- yeah. That was great. You know, I found it in a store the other day and I flipped oh, yeah? through it and it looks nothing like I remember. I I think they did a sequel series to it. Really? Yeah. That was that was a good comic. Yeah. It was like it was like a manga. It was like it a was. Weird, well, I don't want to say manga. It was like an anime in comic book. Yes. Because it it was it was color it was colored and like yeah. and drawn like an anime, not a manga. Mm-hmm. It was very bizarre. Yes. But it was really good. Uh. Simone Stig, what's the one trailer you want to see from Comic-Con? Honestly, nothing I haven't been keeping up. Um, I forgot what the... We need a Star Wars trailer. It's been we a do need a Star Wars trailer. We did have the excellent uh, behind-the-scenes thing last week that from D23. Um, I'm trying to think. We'll probably get a new Justice League trailer. Um, hopefully, we'll get something new from Marvel. Hopefully, we'll see some Avengers Infinity War footage. Right, they they showed some at D23, but it was behind closed doors. I saw the write-up of it. Yeah. People, somebody gave their account. It, looked, it sounded awesome. Apparently, it's incredible. So, uh, I had a list of like all the stuff to expect from Comic-Con. That probably would have been important to read. Probably. 
Fred says something about One Piece. I'm just going to ignore it. Uh, <laughs> Abram says, am I only diehard Star Wars? What? Am I only diehard SW not excited for Episode 8? Oh, diehard Star Wars fan not excited for Episode 8. Maybe I'm just still high on Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman. 8 just doesn't seem special. 8 doesn't seem special because we already got 7. Yes. So we got 7. Eight's gonna be amazing. Yes. I'm hyped on eight because I love Luke Skywalker. I, I'm for that for Ryan Johnson, who's just an incredible director. Um, just the trailer that they did put out with like all the new things that you see, like the planet with the red mist and stuff. Yes. The, the mystery behind you know Ray's force powers. The the behind the scenes footage that they put out with all the creatures. Yes, like, that blew my mind. That was really. I can't wait for that. That behind the scenes is really good. Yeah. I'm. I'm scared about how much they keep saying that they're taking Star Wars in a different direction. And it's going to surprise everybody. I'm I'm terrified at how See, much they're saying that. I'm not because I feel like somebody like Ryan Johnson, who has done like movies that aren't what you expect before, and they've been good. You know, I trusted in his hands. Also, if they fired uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller from Han Solo for taking it too far away from what star wars is i don't think that's going to be a problem for the mainline star wars movie right well also you have mark hamill saying that he doesn't agree with what they did to luke right but he's gonna do it anyway right that's like that's scary yeah because that's the one thing that i hold so dear yeah it, well, is is that one character we'll see yeah but i, I do want a lot more of i don't think it's gonna be too bad right but I, w I want there to be some mystery between yes. what happened with Luke, but uh, I want him to be a badass. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Not like an old man. Yeah. You know what, Obi-Wan in episode four? Yeah. Not enough of a badass. As Like, I don't want this Luke to be like Obi-Wan. I want this Luke to be like Luke. I wouldn't mind if this Luke was more like uh, Clint Eastwood towards his later years. It's fine. I'm where he's fine just with like that. grizzled and like mad at things. Yeah, but he's still a badass. Yeah. You know? Like, in Unforgiven and in Gran Torito, yes. that Clint Eastwood Absolutely. was still a badass. Doesn't have to be doing backflips and whatnot. No. Um, uh, from, we also have, of course, if you missed the show, you can leave a comment and we'll answer it next week. Just like uh, Liv Tarak did on last week's Wolf Den Live. Love that um, his homemade Spider-Man suit is basically Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider costume, but the colors are inverted. I just now realized that. Yeah, you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I am a dumb person. I got the art book and it is amazing. Yeah. You looked through it. I did look through it. It, it did was, look nice. It was a very nice yes. art book. They did a lot of iterations. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's in there. I didn't look that much. But they did a lot of iterations on the suit. Soldier 76 Maine. Me and my brothers talked to him on the flight to Vegas July 9th. Yes, you did. Oh, talk to you. Yes, talk to me. Yes, uh, thank you. I'm sorry if I was awkward during that interaction. I don't handle fame well. But, fame. Yeah, <laughs> fame. But, uh, yes, that was that was awesome. We... Uh, we we caught you looking at, at on it on your. You were watching it. I was. And I, I was, was like, hey, that's Will. I was online to the bathroom and I see me. I'm like, that's me. I told him he should have been like, nice video you got there. I was thinking like, there's that scene in Winter Soldier where the kids like looking at the Captain America display, but Captain America is like two displays over, and he looks over and sees him, and Captain America just <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> that's that's thinking a little too much. Yeah. Uh. uh Darth Plagueis, Will, is Ultimate Spider-Man a good place to start reading Spider-Man? And then Omniverse said, yes, it is. Uh, I agree. 
the original uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley run on Ultimate Spider-Man because that's basically Peter Parker, Spider-Man, but modernized in a way that's not stupid. It eventually does lead to Miles Morales and does get a little... Uh, it does stray pretty far from what you're used to with Spider-Man, but it's all with a purpose and it all works. So, highly recommend Ultimate Spider-Man. Jason says, excited to see this, but can't help but feel sad that the current Deadpool and Spider-Man will most likely never meet in live action on, on film. That is true. Yeah. I think about that because Spider-Man is such an important part of Deadpool. Yeah. Eep. Uh, By the way, last week we talked a lot about Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, we both agreed it was good. Uh, Mark Hernandez, what is your guy's most proud gaming achievements? Beating a hard boss, game, etc. There's a couple of achievements in Mario Maker. Yeah. Me beating very difficult levels. And a lot of it is on our channel. You can just Google yeah. it and then and then scrub through and see where I go, yeah! One of my proudest gaming achievements, not really like an achievement or anything, it was like, well, it kind of is. I found out in GoldenEye, the original on N64, in Facility. That means we got a subscriber. Oh, Super Chat. Super Chat. Continue. Uh, in the Facility, there's that part where they're going to shoot Trevlin, and like he's presumed dead. Spoiler alert for GoldenEye. There's a, there's a trick. If you use the golden PP7 cheat, you can save him. And I figured, Doesn't that break the game? No. No? No, because it doesn't, it doesn't affect the rest of the game. As long as you blow up the tanks and leave, you can still you still beat the level. Oh. So I when I figured out how to do that, like it blew. Like I had to tell everybody. <laughs> I'm like, guys, you could save Trevlin in facility. So what happens when you save him? He just he just he's still there. He's just still kneeling there, waiting to die. Oh my god. <laughs> but apparently, if you do save him and then you go over and you shoot him, you fail the mission mm-hmm. because you're not supposed to kill him. You're supposed to die. Omarov's supposed to shoot him. Oh, I got a game achievement. Uh, I I can beat the original Super Mario Brothers in less than ten minutes. I did a let's play on it. It's somewhere on our channel, and oh, I, I did it in less than ten minutes. And I wasn't expecting to do it. <laughs> I was expecting to fail yeah. miserably, but I did it. Um, Banana Man with the five dollars super chat. An Uncharted movie would be John Wick plus Indiana Jones. Which would be fantastic. Also, Bob, Wonder Woman is the best movie this year. That is a, a, insane for you to say that. Wonder Woman is the best movie. Of the it year. is certainly one of the best movies of the year. Well, we have Spider Man, Spider Man, John, John Wick, Wick Two, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I didn't see Planet of the Apes. Uh, Guardians. Yeah. Well, Spider Man, I think, is much better than one. We had Baywatch. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, but thank you for your five dollar super chat. Of course, if you super chat us any time while we're streaming, we will stop everything and read it because you gave us money. Yes. Uh, uh, what else we got here? Jorim says, "I feel like a child. I replayed one uh, six three times just to hear your fart because you farted last week. I at did one six. I did do that <laughs> one hour and six minutes into the podcast." And that's that's it. I'm going to the chat. Okay. Oh, Logan. No, Log- was Logan this year? Yes. Logan. Logan yes. was this year. Fred. That was Fred. Uh, Muhammad Hader asks, where are my Saturday Wolf Den videos? We are behind on that. We are. We what do you do tomorrow? Uh, I might be getting dinner with my friends. I might not. I don't know. Okay, well, you, <laughs> a lot of times we film those on Thursdays. Yeah. 
he's got a lot going on. I, I have so a lot. Going we haven't on. been filming those, but we want. We didn't cancel the backlog. No, we just haven't filmed any. We just haven't. We had the time. we want to do more backlog. Yes. That is that is something that is going to happen. Absolutely. So you will get Saturday Wolf Den videos. If you don't know what we're talking about. For a while on Saturdays, we were releasing a series called The Backlog where we reach to our catalog of video games and pull a random one out and then we talk about it regardless of whether or not we played it. And a lot of times it's us being like, why did we buy this? Uh, I like the series, so I want to keep doing it. Uh, Paul Henry from last week. I don't know what it is. It's a long tweet, so I'll just try and read the, the basic idea. I don't know what it is about certain people, but I'm a huge superhero fan of DC and Marvel. I'm getting really tired of certain directors making a mockery of the characters I love, like Spider-Man. For your information, Spider-Man did not get his uniform from Tony Stark. That, that's bullshit right there. Oh, I and, read this. And his homecoming movie was just a satire of Spider-Man and the character of Peter Parker. So he's basically going on about... You know, did I respond to him? Uh, did you? No, no, I didn't. Okay, I get what he's saying. Especially because a lot of, pretty much all of Marvel's most recent movies, I would argue since Avengers 1, and especially after Guardians 1, have been leaning heavily into comedy. Yeah. And lightheartedness. He's not wrong. And I agree with him that it's getting too much. Like, Guardians was a little crazy. It, it, it almost ruined parts of Doctor Strange for me. Okay. Some of the humor. Because I just didn't think it worked. But at, the, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think they're making fun of any of these characters. They're just, they're just making them a little sillier than what we're used to seeing. You know, because in the comics especially, they've gotten very self, like, super serious. And, like, almost for their own, to their detriment. You know, they'll spend long stretches of, like, angst and torment and all that stuff and it just it takes the fun out of it you know adding humor does go a long way to like making things fun but i can see what he's saying because homecoming was was very funny uh, but i feel like that works for spider-man yes i think spider-man is at his best when he's like a like a witty like loud mouth yeah uh but he's also supposed to have some serious and dark parts yes and they touch on that in homecoming yes they do so I think that they had a good like that one back scene with the with vulture that. that like made the whole room go silent. Like that, that was awkward. Yes. and I felt that when I watched yes. it. I was like, "Wow, this sucks." Yeah, I, I would hate to be yeah him right now. And and it lasted for a really long time. Yes, and my discomfort lasted. It for a just really long kept time. going and going, and it was awesome. Yes, and it, and you felt it getting worse and worse. And that was that's what like the whole movie was funny. Huh? Everything's great, and then all yeah. of a sudden. Boom, and it wasn't necessarily dark, and it wasn't like like uh, torturous. But you can feel the drama and the seriousness yes. of like what's going on. It was on. serious. It wasn't. Yes. It wasn't like he wasn't in, in like dire peril or anything. Yes. Uh, but it was. It wasn't dramatic. It was just serious. It, it was just and, like things yeah, got real. There was like a funny bit in that moment, like here and there. But like the overall, like you knew like the gravity of like what's like, going like on. Like this isn't this isn't going to be fun for much longer. Yeah, is, is what like this has been all fun in games, but right now, like things are yes. gonna suck. Yes, and that was awesome. That I was, forgot that was the best part of the movie. Let me see if I can look it. And up. that was at hit the the climax. It was at the perfect part. I forgot the name of the YouTube channel, but he does a video about how Marvel's 
movies have been leaning too much into uh, the humor side of things at the detriment to the overall right. story. And uh, he says that a good example of a movie that handles uh, comedy and superheroics very well, Wonder Woman. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Tommy, go. hey, do y'all think they should make a Metroid game for the Nintendo Switch? I think they should make every game ever for the they Nintendo They should Switch. make a Metroid game called Metroid Prime 4 for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, wait, they are. That's true. Yeah. And they 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 like just snuck out a 3DS game. Yes, which I might have to get even though I have an original 3DS. So it's probably going to run like Whatever. but um So I posted it. It's from the YouTube channel Just Write. Um, it's from his series Writing Lessons. It's, it's called What Writers Should Learn from Wonder Woman. But the primary thing about the video is how um, co- superhero movies are leaning too much towards comedy at the detriment to everything else. Right. Joss Whedon had a quote where, like, you can make it dark, you can make it serious, you can make it bleak, but please, for the love of God, put a joke in there somewhere. And I feel like Marvel is taking that to its extreme. Mr. Brock Rock says, he's a kid with superpowers. He's going to make light of stuff. And exactly the vulture scene makes it even more impactful because of the rest of the movie. Yes. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. I am excited for Thor to be very lighthearted. I am too. Um, People forget that the first Thor movie is very funny. It is? Yes. Yeah, I forgot. It's very funny. The second one isn't. second one's just okay. Um... I mean, I liked it, but, you know, it's compared to the first one. I th- this this new one is definitely going to be a lot more, like, big and bombastic and colorful and all those and all these other wonderful things. Um, I just hope they don't you know, make it too much like Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, by having, like, this whole intergalactic feel and all the jokes. Because they got... I can never remember his name because he's got a you know, weird name. But he's a comedy director. And he's he's been talking about like how he's trying to make it you know funny and because Chris Hemsworth is a great comedic actor and he wants to bring that out in this movie. I hope he like he knows that there's a time and a place for all this stuff and that you know yes the scene in the trailer when he goes oh it's a friend from work like that's great that's fine. I don't want that to be every twenty seconds in the movie though. Well, not like Guardians, right? Because Guardians again that was a little much, but I do want it to be. I do. I, from what I saw in the trailer, I like that little shift. Yeah, because I, I wasn't really into the Thor movies. They were good, but yeah. you know, they're not. They're kind of forgettable. What I don't understand: we're now three Thor movies in. Thor is the god of thunder. Kiss has a song called "God of Thunder." <laughs> you put Iron Man in the Iron Man trailer, right? Why can't you put "God of Thunder" in the trailer Especially for now, God, god of Thunder? Like an 80s yeah. Thing. And in Iron Man 2, they put the ACDC song War Machine in the scene where War Machine debuts. Duh. So, get your act together, Marvel. Uh, I just saw something I wanted to read. Oh, Emmanuel says, I will buy a Switch when Castlevania gets announced. Bad news for you. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, They're you, not doing Castlevania. You might, you might get a virtual console release, but yeah. I don't think we're getting any oh, new Konami. Anything. Bloodstained. Yeah, of the night that uh, that's the next best thing, and that Hope- I, I think is coming for Switch. I think so. Yeah. Hopefully, that doesn't go Almighty Number Nine on us. Yes, so. I for- I can't believe I went this whole thing without talking about Destiny Two. The beta, the closed beta, yeah. is happening right now. I only played about an hour of it. it is fantastic. Maybe like two hours. W- the beta is going to be uh, 
open this weekend, okay. you gotta download it. I maybe on like Sunday. I don't think I will, because <laughs> it is great. I mean, just play a single player or uh, whatever. I guess it is fantastic. Uh, I recommend everybody play it because it's great. Uh, and then play Splatoon, which is what I'm good. Uh, Zanman127, do you think Kermit has any lawyers or does nobody like him? Nobody likes him. That's I, what it looks like. I mean, it's not easy being green, but I'm sure he's he's got some friends in high places. As long as it's not Gonzo representing him or Fonzie. <laughs> we Fonzie. Have, Fozzie. We have to leave. It's, it's almost 20 minutes over. Okay. Uh... Let's do one, one more if you can snag one. All right, let's see if I can find a good one. Uh, I'm scrolling way back. Tommy says, any indie games y'all recommend? Uh, what's it called? Uh, Mighty Gunvolt is on Switch. Get that. What the hell was it called? Hyperlight Drifter. I don't know why I drew a blank. Hyperlight <laughs> Drifter is awesome. It's on PS4 and I think PC. Um, it's rumored to be coming out on Switch soon. That's an amazing game. Um, I'm trying to think of like a good indie game that I've played recently. This little indie game called Minecraft is pretty good. Yes. Braid. Super Meat Boy. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the humble indie bundle games I bought. That you played Oceanhorn on Switch. It was not good. No. Oh, that's the Wind Waker knockoff. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, look. Like, the, All right. the, the, the Switch is getting a lot of mobile ports now. Yeah, that's the thing. Oceanhorn is a mobile port. Oceanhorn would be great on the phone. Yeah. Because the phone doesn't have Zelda. Right. Switch has Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> um, the same thing with, with uh, Implosion. This game called Implosion, yeah. uh, which I had on the phone, and it was fine on the phone, but that's because there's nothing else like it on yeah. the phone, and now it's on the Switch, and it's just a, you know, it, it doesn't belong there. Yeah. Uh, last one, Tevia asks you any opinion on Doomsday Clock. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get that when it comes out. It's everything DC has done with Rebirth, and especially Watchmen. Connection to Rebirth has been great, and it just keeps adding to, like, the interest and the mystery behind it. So I take that back. Real mess. Last question. What is your favorite game? Resident Evil 4. The original Super Mario Bros. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, we are here every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern live on YouTube.com slash Wolfden. If you missed us, that's cool, bro. That's cool. We will post this again on Thursday. Um, not only on YouTube, but an audio format on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So if you prefer to listen to us there, make sure you just subscribe to us on one of those uh, stores. And make sure to rate us and review us, because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Don't forget, you can talk to us using the hashtag WolfDenLive. You can talk to us in the chat here. If you're here, make sure you click that bell to get notified. You can also leave a comment on YouTube, and we will answer it next week. If you, Make sure you click that bell, because I will be live tomorrow night at 11.59. Yes to play Splatoon with you. Also, real quick, we forgot to mention uh, oh. Dunkin' Donuts Mocha Oreos. They are good. We've had them already. This Four is, stars. We're supposed Check to pretend out. like we're eating them. Yeah. Um, wow. Ah, it tastes like coffee. It tastes like coffee. And right here, the purple. Twitch.tv slash Bob Wolf. I'll be there in like 20 minutes because I want to try to hurry things up because i got a lot to do. I'll be there drawing the thumbnail. I gotta do every week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. 
Oh, what can I get you? Hey, Santa, a pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Ho, 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 ho. What can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.